Welcome to Capital Link's company presentation series. Welcome to Capital Link's corporate presentation webinar series. In this series, senior management of listed shipping companies provide an update on their operations, business development, strategy, and sector outlook. I'm Nicolas Bornois, president of Capital Inc. Capital Inc. is an investor relations firm also active in event and conference organization. We work with several private and publicly listed companies, including companies featured in this webinar series. As noted in our disclaimer, these presentations are purely for informational and educational purposes. They do not constitute investment advice or advice of any kind, and Capital Link bears no responsibility for them. Today, we have with us the senior management of Safe Bulkers. Uh, we have with us Mr. Lucas Bamparis, President and Director, Mr. Kostandinos Adamopoulos, CFO and Director, and Mr. Thanas Santonakis, Assistant CFO and Chief Compliance Officer. The whole session will be 45 minutes. We will start with a brief slide presentation followed by a live Q&A session. Please submit your questions through the Q&A button at the bottom of your screen. Uh, please include your name and company and affiliation. Alternatively, you can email your questions to us at webinars at capitallink.com. Thank you for joining us. And now I'm turning the floor over to Mr. Lukas Bamparis. Uh, President and Director of Safe Markers. Lucas, go ahead, please. Hey, good morning. Good morning to all. Uh, first of all, we want to issue a, a happy new year, a safe, a safe uh, new year without the disruptions that uh, we had uh, in the past uh, in relation to COVID-19. Here you see our forward-looking statements uh, uh, in, the, in, this, in slide two, and we move uh, downwards to the next slide. Okay, here we are. Uh, we present certain information in this slide, certain uh, uh, historic important information. So, safe bulkers, uh, we have a track record, as you all know, uh, of more than 60 years. Uh, the interests of the management are fully aligned with the interests of the public shareholders, uh, since our CEO, Polis Hajuan, owns 40% of, of the, of the uh, issued and outstanding capital. A key point is that our contract revenues for the following uh, years is 430 million. Because we operate in a number of vessels, scrubbers, we have an additional capability uh, to produce a revenue of about 15 million due to these scrubbers. Uh, the company has a total assets of about 1.1 million. Its debt is uh, 401 uh, million point nine, uh, and is comparable to the scrap value of uh, our, our ships, which is 37, uh, 378 million. Uh, we have three, 39 uh, dry bulk versions on the water. 80% of these vessels are Japanese built, meaning uh, superior specification and uh, uh, better energy efficiency overall. We have ordered nine Japanese new builds in, uh, uh, with a, 
latest uh, available technologies, which is uh, IMO greenhouse gas uh, EDI phase three. This is a design index that uh, requires the reduction of the uh, CO2 emissions by 30% compared to the year 2008. And uh, this uh, regulation comes into force after 2000, uh, after, uh, after 25, uh, 2025. Uh, presently, we have a phase two, which is requires only 20% reduction. And uh, of course, uh, tier three, which mean, means that uh, uh, reduced emissions of NOx. We have already paid the 44.9 million of, uh, in relation to new build capex as of uh, Q3 2021. Uh, one of the key points that we have uh, raised during uh, the last year was our deleveraging strategy. Uh, the leverage presently of the company is about, uh, at the end of the quarter, uh, of the third quarter is about 34%. Uh, we have uh, uh, we have made uh, a, a huge improvement uh, there, and uh, right now, as we see just above, our uh, debt is comparable to uh, our scrap value, and uh, we are at a stage where we think it's uh, we are very close to the optimum uh, level. And I think that towards the end of uh, last year, we will see this uh, leverage uh, ratio improving a little bit. Uh, we, we maintain always substantial liquidity. We have cash on hand as of the quarter end of 92.2 million. And uh, we have also borrowing capacity of 164 million. This is good because we can uh, use uh, this uh, uh, capacity, uh, which is normally, uh, which comes uh, either from uh, a drone borrowing uh, uh, facilities or RCFs. And uh, this can be used easily and quickly if we want to pursue an opportunity. Uh, so uh, this is also a key uh, point of our strategies to maintain low leverage and the substantial liquidity so we can uh, pursue uh, opportunities. Uh, we have taken a decision to compete on the basis of uh, environmentally advanced fleet, which we are renewing and we're making additional orders. And the overall and the final target is to create value for our shareholders. Uh, let's go to the next slide. Here we present uh, some uh, uh, points of our uh, history, uh, starting in 1958 with the first investment. 2013, 11 ecoships uh, were uh, ordered by us. Uh, 2019-2020, we made investments uh, in uh, uh, ballast water treatment and, and specifically on uh, scrubber equipment for uh, reduction of shocks, uh, which pays back. Uh, in 2021, we made investments in the latest technologies uh, available, uh, latest designs available in Japanese shipyards. Uh, of IMO uh, phase three, NOx tier three. And, uh, and during 2021, we made uh, some additional renewal, selling all, all, 
or older or less efficient ships with uh, and substituting with younger uh, Japanese ships. Um, all the targets are, uh, all our efforts are to compete uh, on the basis of environmental performance. Let's go to the next slide. Here you see the development of our fleet over the years from 2008 at 11 ships. Right now we're at 39 ships. We have reduced a little bit this because we have also added these new build orders which will start coming from next year. Uh, these nine new builds uh, have been ordered uh, the last year and uh, at uh, very at prices which is are low 30s and uh, they have deliveries from, uh, uh, from from the second quarter of 2022 until the first quarter of 2024. Uh, let's go to the next slide. Uh, here you see our diversification in, in, in relation to scrap to, to, to sizes. We have five Cape size vessels, uh, 15 uh, post Panamax, and we expect to add three more, seven cancel max, and we expect to, to add six more and 12 uh, Panamax. 80% uh, of the fleet, as we said, has uh, is a Japanese big. 17 ships have, are scrubber fitted. The average age of our fleet right now is uh, 10.4 years. And uh, in January 2024, it will be in 10.4 years, uh, basically because of the renewed uh, uh, the renewal of our fleet uh, we, and the new deliveries that will uh, gradually come uh, to us. Let's go to the next slide. Here uh, you may see our performance. Uh, net revenues, EBDA and adjusted EBDA. Uh, the last column is, uh, represents the nine months. You see that uh, the performance of the last year was substantial and uh, was very good uh, for uh, our company. And we managed to create uh, substantial revenues and, uh, and profits. Let's go to the next cycle, to the next page, thank you. Here are some of our major uh, investments, we, pre we prefer to cooperate with major clients uh, that uh, you can see uh, with end users and uh, we, have, we have established consistent cooperation with them, which gives us an advantage uh, either in uh, good or bad times. In the next slide, uh, you see certain uh, selected financial uh, information. Uh, the contracted revenue of 430 million as of September 30 represents uh, a, an, a, a quite important amount uh, for the company. Uh, our uh, net revenues for the Q3 were 92.5. Uh, our net revenues for the nine months, uh, 236 million. Uh, the EBDA, 72.4 million for the third quarter and uh, 161.9 million for nine months of 2021. The leverage, which is very important uh, under uh, uh, part three, uh, we used to have 60, I mean, these are approximations, of course, based on the uh, vessel valuations, but uh, the overall leverage was about 60% uh, on December 31st, 2019. 
it was 66% on December 31st, 2020, and <coughs> it is right, it, it was 34% on uh, September 13th, 2021. And we expect that this figure will continue to, it will become lower towards the end of uh, the year of the previous year, reaching the required and the optimum uh, percentage that we think is suitable for our company. Uh, if we go to the next slide, we see certain information about uh, the uh, markets. Uh, you know, we all know that uh, uh, substantial stimulus and infrastructure spending has been introduced uh, globally in USA, in China, in EU, uh, the China uh, GDP, which came recently out, was 8.1% up. You know all that uh, uh, we rely on the transportation commodities uh, to China. Uh, we bring their substantial quantities of, uh, of dry bulk, uh, uh, such as coal and uh, iron ore and grain. Uh, the expected increase of uh, uh, on demand is about 4.5% uh, exceeding uh, the, the supply of, of the vessels. Uh, on the right hand side, we see a, a graph for a CRB commodity index, which shows that uh, uh, this uh, vessel uh, has, uh, this uh, index is increasing, while uh, BDI has a small correction towards the end of the year basically and, uh, and during January because uh, this is a, a seasonal effect and also it is related with the Chinese New Year. If we move to the next slide we see certain information about the age and the uh, order book of uh, our fleet. Uh, as, we, uh, as we have discussed uh, we operate in uh, the Panamax, to post Panamax range. We have most of our vessels are between uh, uh, 76 and uh, 95,000 uh, tons. And we also have uh, five capes. Uh, and the average age of uh, 47% of the Panamax fleet is above uh, 10 years old. Uh, and uh, as you may see lower, in the graph, uh, the ordering uh, that uh, it used to be substantial in the past right now is very low. And, uh, it's, and basically there are not deliveries after 2024. One important uh, factor here that we need to notice is the change of regulations. And we will discuss a little bit more later. Uh, it's a change of regulations which will be introduced from 1st of January 2023 in relation mainly to greenhouse gas emission regulations, CO2, etc. If we go to the next slide, uh, we show, I think, a very important table in the environment that we will compete uh, in the next, uh, in, uh, from, uh, in a year from now, in January 2023. Uh, most of the fleet uh, presently does not belong to a, a IMO a index phase. Uh, I would like to remind you that uh, a IMO decided a number of uh, reductions with a base year of 2008. Uh, the 0%, the 1% represents 10% reduction, the 20% uh, 
uh, reduction is for phase two between 2020 and 2024. And uh, our new builds are in phase uh, three, uh, which comes after 2025. So basically a large number of vessels, about 80%, 9,619, do not correspond to any of these EDI uh, indices. Uh, EDI means Energy Efficiency Design Index, and uh, it's a design index related to the performance, to the environmental performance of the vessel. Uh, and obviously they need to do something, they need to do some additional uh, uh, things to achieve after the 1st of January 2022, because all such EDI vessels need to reduce their EDI index by 20%. And that mainly can be achieved either by some investments, energy efficiency investments, or alternatively by the reduction of, uh, of the speed of the vessel, meaning slow steaming. So basically, we believe that this will be a completely different environment after a year from now. Further to that, I would like to just point out that additional legislation like carbon taxation schemes are introduced in Europe, which will also put additional burdens to the, to the global fleet for the performance and the compliance with CO2 emissions. And also we have another important index, which is the carbon intensity index. Uh, basically, it is called the CII. And I think this will play a further and more important role than EXI, because this will measure the, the, exact, uh, the exact emissions, will relate the exact emissions of each vessel to uh, the transportation uh, capacity, and that, uh, which will be shown as ton miles. And uh, with, this, uh, uh, with this index, all vessels will be classified in uh, energy categories A, B, C, D, E. Vessels uh, which drop to category E uh, will do some in, in investments within a year, or vessels that are in the category D we need to do some investments in the next three years from the day that they are entering. All these represent a restriction on the ability to operate vessels and our company is considering a very, has considered all these new regulations in order to, to create these policies that we're implementing, the new buildings and the renewal of the fleet, plus a number of investments in the existing fleet that will operate their environmental performance. If we go to the next slide, and uh, the next, you all know that we have issued uh, the uh, environmental and social uh, governance uh, uh, short, uh, the, the last, uh, I think, September. And there we have uh, included all our, all our actions in relation to code of ethics, Blowing uh, whistleblowing policies, uh, uh, disclosure policies, uh, what we do with the environment, uh, and all our uh, targets, and how we can deal with the sustainability in the future. So, if we go to the next uh, uh, page here, 
uh, you see that uh, we have done 67.2 million of investments uh, in, the, in our uh, ecology program. 17 vessels have been fitted with sulfur oxides. And uh, this represents not only profits uh, for us, but also substantial reduction. And we'll see in the next page, we, we have substantial reduction of, of uh, SOX emissions. Uh, and basically, 35 of our uh, vessels have already ballast water treatment systems, and all our new uh, ships, and, uh, ships are coming with the regulation uh, uh, EDI phase three, uh, which means that will be the best in the market, and there are no other ships uh, like them uh, uh, producing uh, lower uh, CO2 emissions. Uh, our carbon is also certified with, 50, with ISO 50001 for energy management and ISO 14000 for environmental management. If we go to the next slide, uh, we see here that um, we, we made some achievements in relation to wire, uh, which is uh, grams of CO2 per ton mile by 3.7%. The work, uh, the transporting work has been increased. And also the important thing is that the if you see the, the lower in the lower part of this graph, our SOX uh, emissions have been reduced by about 75%, mainly because uh, uh, our, we operate our scrubbers not at 0.5% uh, self-contact, but below 0.1% self-contact. So if we move to the next slide, once more, uh, we we make uh, a, we, we present a number of uh, actions uh, as a summary. Uh, what we have done, Safe Balkis is one of the top uh, 10 pure dry bulk vessels. We are focused on the dry bulk, 40% is owned by our CEO. We have strong balance sheet, uh, we have ample liquidity, we have low leverage, we have secured cash flows, consistency in strategy, risk management. Uh, we have uh, nine uh, new builds uh, in Japan, 17 uh, vessels are, are uh, scrubber fitted that, that gives us a additional revenue. And uh, we expect a, a good year for 2022 uh, because we believe that uh, the supply uh, of the vessels, which is uh, quite low, will not exceed the demand for transportation uh, of uh, dry bulk commodities and thus uh, the, the market will, see, will continue to be very, due, uh, very good uh, during the next year, despite of course the seasonal variations that always are, uh, uh, are observed. If we now go to the next slide, uh, and, then, and here we have a number of, uh, we have appended uh, a number of data for our fleet and some financial uh, information. Uh, so I'm happy that uh, I am concluding right now this uh, presentation. I would like uh, to thank you all uh, and uh, to wish you a, a happy new year again with uh, safety and health. And uh, we are ready here, our management team, to take uh, any questions uh, that uh, you may want to, uh, to ask. Uh, well, and uh, of course, we will try to, to respond to such questions. 
Thank you again. Just to remind everybody that they can submit questions to the Q&A uh, button at the uh, bottom of the screen or email the questions to us at webinars at capitalink.com. And uh, I think you already have a number of questions. So Lukaku Sandinos and Thanasis, please go ahead. Yes, so I will ask uh, uh, I, 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 the first question that I've seen here is how do you believe the environmental regulations that will come in force starting 2023 and further down the road in 2025 will affect the dry bulk? Um, so I will, uh, I, I, I will uh, respond as follows. Uh, the, the regulations change a lot after the 1st of January 2023. There are several regulations. The one is called uh, EXI, which adapts the old vessels uh, uh, design index to and reduces 20, by 20% its uh, uh, their uh, uh, environmental, their CO2 emissions. And the second, which is, I believe it's more important, is the CII, Carbon Intensity Index, that will measure the exact performance of its vessel. If we think that all such reduction will have as a result the reduction of several SIPs that presently are non, they operate not efficiently, uh, and uh, this, I think, will be an additional reduction of the SIP capacity uh, after 2023. Further to that, if we consider the environmental uh, taxations in Europe, and maybe other countries will continue, uh, in the United States, in Canada, in uh, Japan, uh, I think this also will present, represent an additional burden for the transportation, so vessels that have uh, uh, that belong to phase three, or they have done environmental investments, will be able to compete uh, substantially better compared to the uh, to the majority of the fleet, which is about eighty percent. A second uh, question: Have you considered alternative fuels for your vessels? Uh, my question, my response is that uh, we are monitoring the market. We know that uh, there are efforts for uh, additional, uh, for, for to produce alternative fuels with uh, uh, zero footprint. We, we don't believe that presently there is a solution, a clear solution. There are discussions about methanol, uh, about uh, hydrogen, about ammonia. But uh, I think that uh, this will take at least uh, um, 10 years from now uh, for a global implementation, probably after 2030. Uh, because uh, first of all, you need to decide the fuel, to design the vessels, and uh, then also to create a global network. And such fuel must be uh, green. For example, we all know right now that the production, there is production of hydrogen, but it's not green, it's gray because it's produced from a fossil fuel. So that this does not improve the situation. 
I think that uh, what we did by ordering these uh, phase three vessels is very important because uh, basically we have secured the best ships for the next uh, 10 years. Uh, another question that I see here says, uh, why did Safebank decide to invest and place orders in new build vessels? when the future has not been decided. I think I answered this question. I think that because for the next, for the foreseeable fuel, this is the, for the foreseeable future, this is what we could do and what we could achieve. And so basically, there was no, there is no other pragmatic solution uh, but phase three vessels presently. And uh, you need to decide whether you stay with the old uh, fleet or whether you decide with, uh, to stay with uh, uh, new builds that will be able to compete with the majority of the fleet for the next uh, decade. Uh, there is another question here. Uh, as I can see regarding uh, uh, the capital allocation strategy, uh, fleet expansion, debt reduction, uh, share buyback and dividends. Uh, I think that uh, it's clear that uh, uh, the last year we deleveraged the company close to the optimum level that we consider. And we also made uh, the necessary uh, renewal of the fleet and the, and the orders that we, we wanted to do. Uh, I, presently, we cannot have uh, new builds earlier than the second half of 2024. So I don't think that uh, it pays back to go and order additional ships. Uh, the company has achieved all its targets and so we have a substantial cash flow uh, generate uh, being generated in the next uh, in the past, and uh, we hope that this will continue next year. And um, uh, of course, uh, our target is always to reward our shareholders, and uh, our board, uh, of course, will will will, con will, con will consider uh, uh, whether to reinstate a dividend. Uh, I, I I need to mention that. Uh, uh, the dividend is always uh, 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 at the whole selection of our board of directors. And uh, we want to pay dividend when we have achieved our targets uh, and uh, when we have substantial uh, surplus from operations. So if this is the case next year, I think uh, uh, this should be a suitable uh, uh, question to our board to, to respond. And I hope that we will be able to to do to, to reward our shareholders. Uh, our fleet em employment today, uh, I think we have uh, always we like to to mix spot and period time charters. Uh, in some cases, when the market is low, we prefer to uh, to make index linked charters because uh, uh, this gives us the immediate upsize. And uh, and we and I, overall, I think that uh, our average charter duration is about a year. Um, 
so, so I'm quite confident that the company will continue to do so. If we can develop a, a longer period of time charges, we will do, but we will not do it at the expense of the profit of the present profitability. Uh, about spot uh, rates, of course, uh, during the Chinese New Year, as we come closer to the end of January, uh, there is a material weakness in the market. I believe after that, I cannot say when exactly because there are so many parameters, but normally uh, after the first of after the Chinese New Year, a uh, couple of weeks after, uh, the market uh, becomes uh, stronger, and we hope that this will happen again. Uh, in relation to asset values, I think that uh, uh, the asset values uh, are fairly steady, and uh, the, the response, uh, and this represents an expectation in the market that no one believes that. Uh, 2022 will be uh, will not be a good year. So I don't think that, uh, despite the, the variations from from now and then, uh, I don't believe that uh, this will uh, uh, change uh, this uh, uh, the, the investment uh, uh, profile and uh, the company and the, and, uh, the valuation of the assets will continue to be quite strong for the next period. The next question is, uh, how do you see Panamax marketing in this year with respect to coal and grain demand globally? Will there is a possibility to, to upside compared to last year? Uh, I think uh, the, there is some information. No, Thanasis, uh, if you can uh, join me on the, on the figures, because we have put some figures there about the uh, yeah, despite this uh, this uh, seasonality, and we see that the buy drag uh, spot rates have been softened, we expect that uh, during the the end of the first quarter and going forward into further into 2022, we shall uh, see the return of a cyclical uh, strength, as uh, demand growth is expected uh, across all dry bulk uh, commodities. Currently, the market will see some uh, inefficiencies, you know, like uh, port congestion, and uh, as uh, all these inefficiencies remain uh, an ongoing issue. But uh, we see the results, uh, you know, as slow steaming and uh, vessels being uh, diverted to different ports. Uh, vessels taking uh, more unloading times, and uh, of course, COVID is still uh, is still uh, boosting the consumer spending on goods. But uh, we believe that uh, rates will be affected positively, uh, even as early as uh, during the first quarter of 2022. Uh, and uh, if we go, the next question is uh, about. Uh... Uh, the economic growth of China and uh, how this will affect uh, iron ore and coal. We think that uh, uh, the data that came uh, recently out was a GDP increase of 8.1% 8, 8 China 
I think we is uh, outperforming, uh, and this cannot be uh, cannot be done without the substantial import of uh, dry bulk commodities. So this is uh, a good sign. Uh, in terms of uh, the next question that comes here is uh, about uh, repurchasing uh, the high interest preferred shares. Uh, and uh, and repurchase short and list back vessels. Uh, uh, yes, we uh, we always uh, pay attention to the high cost elements of our uh, uh, of our balance sheet. Uh, the preferred shares are uh, quite high, but they, they represent a small percentage of our capital. Uh, it could be at certain point of time in the future that we may. Uh, seek to, uh, to to repurchase uh, some of them, but we don't feel that uh, this is the appropriate time. This is something that we consider a little bit later. Uh, the major issues for us uh, last year were to deleverage the company. To deleverage the company, I want to remind you that the preferred sales are perpetual, and also to renew the uh, to renew the fleet. Uh, I think that. Uh, uh, before that, uh, it's more suitable for uh, our common shareholders to be rewarded. So these are questions that will be dealt with during uh, the next year. And of course, always subject to uh, the ability of the market to perform well and to continue to perform well. And also, Lucas, if I may add, we've been, uh, we've been uh, very consistent throughout our history since our IPO in our uh, conservative approach towards the market and the company. And uh, we always try to, to first and foremost secure the, the company's future competitiveness as we've done during the 2021 by deleveraging more than 30% and, uh, and placing our orders ahead of uh, peers. So, so we believe that uh, that will affect positively the future competitiveness of uh, safe bulkers and by the end of the first quarter of uh, uh, 2024, where everything will be uh, is scheduled to be delivered, we will, uh, we will have uh, increased the competitive levels of the company. As I, I wanted to ask also regarding the question of for the uh, sold and leased uh, back vessels that we have, the ships that we have now left on a sale and lease back structures are not expensive. You know, we have uh, bought back all the, 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 the ships that were, you know, the, the, the pricing was higher. Uh, so now these are uh, compared to conventional bank financing. Yeah. And uh, the next question is about uh, that uh, the sales of St. Michael's uh, is trading in discount. Yes, we think that uh, they are trading in discount. Uh, at presently, we don't consider a, a, a repurchase uh, a program, uh, and we believe that uh, the market uh, is quite strong, and uh, the sales will, uh, and and, the, and later on this year, the sales uh, will reflect uh, the actual value of the company. Uh, in relation to the uh, to the fleet. To, to the fleet expansion, I think the figure for—I don't know if the nurses can see what is the figure for uh, for the expansion for 2022. 
I think it's less than four percent. It's uh, marginally, uh, it's very close, you know, to be zero during 2023. But for this year, it's less than four percent. Yes, but the important thing maybe, is maybe the question is for us, you know, for our own feedbacks. Yes. Uh, well, for us, I think we have responded in, in mm. Italy and we said that basically we think that we did our uh, renewal and uh, we did our new builds uh, ordering uh, last year. So we don't expect uh, additional order book. The question is that uh, in terms of the global uh, fleet, I think we need to see what will be the response of the global fleet after 2023, because there I think there will be substantial uh, problems in relation to the operability of uh, certain older ships or heavy ships uh, in relation to the uh, in, in relation to, to the new environmental regulations. I, I, I see here one question that uh, is uh, whether we can give us an update on ATM. Uh, I think we, we have issued overall all the past periods about 72 million uh, uh, capital. Uh, and presently, uh, we believe that the market, the stock price is very low. So uh, we don't want to uh, issue additional capital at these states. One question here that comes says about the market in Canada and Mexico in the coming 12 years. Uh, we are not uh, expert in uh, in Canada or Mexico. Uh, we are more uh, we are a dry bulk company. Most of our products are coming from uh, uh, from South America, from uh, United States or Canada towards uh, South uh, Africa, uh, Indonesia, Australia towards uh, Europe, China, uh, India. Uh, presently, I don't see other additional uh, questions. So, if you, if there is any other question, we will be happy to respond. We are actually at the end of our uh, allotted time. So, maybe uh, Lucas Costandinos and Thanasis, you can make uh, some closing remarks. Yes, if I can make one remark is that last year it was a year and we achieved all our major targets, which was deleveraging and fleet renewal and order book. This year, if the market is good, I think it could be a year of profitability and further, and of course, I don't want to mention other or, or, or to raise expectations about dividends, but uh, we want to see this year and question ourselves whether at some point of time dividend is, is suitable. Uh, if we feel that the markets are, uh, the, the, the good markets are sustainable. And this we will be seeing 
in the next uh, few weeks, quarters, and when uh, we think that this is suitable. Thank you very much. So this comes to the end of uh, this presentation session. Uh, Lucas, Costantinos, and Thanasis, thank you for being with us. Uh, and this presentation will also be available as a replay uh, for those who would like to access it later on. Thank you again for being with us. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.